are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hark the Sound is your favorite Tar Heel voice. Welcome to Locked on Tar Heels. As always, it's a great day to be a Tar Heel. I'm your host, Kenis Cooper. Thank you so much for joining me today. Do yourself a favor. Make sure you download, subscribe to Locked on Tar Heels podcast from anywhere. You can also join the fun via Twitter by following at Locked on Heels or me personally at Candace D. Cooper. So here's what I have on tap for you guys today. We are going to talk about Georgia Tech versus UNC. The Carolina basketball team is gearing up for their second ACC matchup of the year. Let's talk about it. We have lead expert from Yellow Jacked Up, Dylan Callaghan Crowley, here to talk to me about Georgia Tech, Coach Pastner, and the rest of the squad. How are they going to fare against the Tar Heels? Let's talk about that today. Finally, we've got some Orange Bowl news. we got to always get you up and get you excited for Saturday's game. It is going to be fun. Let's talk about Texas A&M a little more. So we've got that for you. All right, let's jump right into it. Happy Wednesday. We are halfway through the week. We are two days closer to 2021. I hope you guys are getting all of your resolutions ready. If you don't have Carolina winning the NCAA championship at the end of it, I don't know if you're really doing your resolutions right. But hey, that's just me. Now, if you are excited about today's matchup, me too. Carolina is traveling to Atlanta to resume its ACC schedule. They are gearing up to play Georgia Tech on uh, the Regional Sports Network. So if you have Fox Sports South, all that good stuff at eight o'clock, get excited because Yellow Jackets are prepared for us. They are sitting currently at four and three on the season. They are 0-1 in the ACC after losing to Florida State. They last played on December 20th against Delaware State. They had two kind of struggles in the beginning against Mercer and Georgia State, but they have certainly bounced back with wins over the likes of Kentucky, similar to how we did against Kentucky when we're at the CBS Sports Classic, we were able to kind of pretty much show, expose that the struggles that Kentucky is going through. Same with Georgia Tech, and that's our only common opponent so far this season. But Carolina is certainly excited for its second opportunity to get its first ACC win. Now the Tar Heels are 17th in the nation in defense defensive efficiency and 38th in offense they are looking to have their best game forward and I think this will come from Garrison Brooks Garrison is certainly set to have his biggest game of the season so far he had a sensational game last year pouring in a career high 35 points he was 9 for 18 for field goals 17 for 18 from the free throw line and he had 11 rebounds but we also have to consider the fact that Jose Alvarado and Mr. Wright over there from Georgia Tech are not playing games as well, putting up 25 points and 22 respectively from that matchup of last year. Carolina did not score until six minutes and 50 seconds into the game, like missed 15 good shots. It was bad. And as we sit here and see yet another slow starting year for Carolina, everyone is on their feet anxious and nervous to see whether or not Carolina will be able to come through when it comes to this matchup. If they get down early, not sure that they have the tools right now from just what I've seen 
to be able to get back into the game. And Georgia Tech is one of those teams when they, if they step on your neck early, they're going to enjoy it. And they're going to do everything they can, led by their veteran leadership, to continue that momentum. So Carolina has to start early and often. And speaking of things that they have to do, I'm going to give you three keys to victory before we jump into the interview with Dylan. I want to make sure you guys know three things I personally feel like Carolina has to do in order to be successful. Number one, they have to be offensively consistent from RJ and Caleb. I know our backcourt has been the talk of the town. Everyone's frustrated. It's a learning curve. We know the guys didn't get the quite the offseason that they were expecting. They're going to have to learn on the fly and we have to grow up and can't use that freshman, you know, excuse any longer, right? Even Coach Williams has said that time and time again. So Caleb and RJ got to have more than 10 and 11 points respectively. Got to dish it out better, right? Got to be able to read and see the floor a lot better than they have been. Not saying they're doing bad, it's just okay to do a little bit better, right? They can't get down on themselves, can't not be in their game and flow. Like, welcome to college, guys. It's it's time to step up just a little bit. Number two, they have got to start fast. Don't put it out of reach and try to dig yourself out of a double-digit hole. It won't work. <laughs> We've seen that. It will. It's cool. You know, we're, we're showing that this team has heart. Congratulations. You got heart, kid. Like, congratulations. You have the skills to come back in a game. Yes, people go to sleep. But also, I do believe that some teams get excited about beating a Carolina. So they get in their own way and do too much. As we saw with the NC State game, they started shooting at the gym. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> the, okay, y'all doing a little too much, getting a little excited. And that helped Carolina get back in the game. But with a Georgia Tech with a veteran type energy, I feel like they're going to know how to settle in. And once they step on your neck again, they are going to be able to do it throughout the game. So Carolina cannot waste time thinking that they can get down 9, 11, 15, 17, and think they're going to be in this game. They're going to be looking at their second ACC loss of the season if they try and play that. So let's just go ahead and right now let's cut it. <laughs> let's cut it right where we stand because we don't have time or energy to waste, okay? Number three, final point, for keys to victory. Got to have three-point efficiency. Currently 25%, we're only 25% from behind the arc. Unacceptable. It's just unacceptable, right? While Georgia Tech also struggles from behind the arc, which you'll hear from Dylan in a minute, will still need to show up big there tonight. He mentions how Carolina, is they're able to shoot any type of lights, not even lights out, right? We'll call it even lukewarm. <laughs> if they can just shoot lukewarm from behind the arc, they can put the game away for the heels. But also, if Carolina can just defend the three jesus help us if you see a guy in like stop helping your bigs they got it don't help them no more no more i don't want to see no help to the bigs this entire game not one time right let dayron get his fouls and go about his way okay i don't want to see no help i just want you to do your job from behind the arc i do not want andrew Playtech to be the only guy making threes consistently that that shouldn't be mm. Like you, you should be mad at yourself if Playtech is the only one that we're literally looking to to lead Carolina to win. Like you should be mad at yourself. But hey, nonetheless. All right, cool. So those are my three keys: offensive consistency, start fast, and three-point efficiency. We will talk about that tomorrow to see if it actually came true. If it didn't, I'm gonna I'm gonna be I'm gonna be mad. I'm not gonna cuss, but I'm gonna be mad. So there's that. My final score prediction: UNC 78, Georgia Tech 74. 
that's what I feel like it's going to go down as. It's going to be a close game. You're going to have a heart attack. Prepare your mind, your hearts and souls. It's going to be a close one. You're, they're going to give you cardiac Carolina all day long. So if you're in the, in the point spread and you're betting online.ag, make sure you just, I would say bet the, I would say bet the over on this one. Definitely bet the over. That's, that's my, my predictions. But if you are gearing up to have a little mid, uh, late night snack, cause the game is at 8 PM, make sure you guys get built bar, which is the best tasting protein bar ever, right? It is the most improved because it's more delicious because they have 16, not 16, excuse me, 18 amazing flavors. Six of which are new caramel, brownie cookies and cream, cherry barcia lemon almond cheesecake carrot cake and apple almond crisp like that's just we're taking it to new levels with these flavors okay they are 100 percent covered in chocolate so all my chocolate lovers out there i've got some for you it's soft and easy to chew built bar is great for the health conscious person you can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat is low calorie low sugar high protein high fiber and great for the keto diet. All right. So make sure you guys get an opportunity to get you some built bars in your system. They are free cooler with purchase while supplies last. Okay. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code locked on and you'll get 20% off your next order. That's right. 20% off your next order when you use locked on L O C K E D O N off at builtbar.com. So go ahead and check that out. The holidays are about giving, so I'm giving you a hot tip that could easily earn you some extra cash. The new Locked on Bets podcast is hosted by Lee Sterling of ParamountSports.com. Lee is red hot to start the season, and he shares a lock of the day on every episode. Surprise, Surprise? Okay, Candace. Subscribe to Locked on Bets today wherever you get your podcast. All right, so we are here with Dylan Callaghan Crowley from Liello jacked up. He is the lead expert there. He's going to talk to me about Georgia Tech as we gear up for the Georgia Tech Carolina rematch from last year, which was ugly from the Carolina side. But I'm looking forward to talking to Dylan to see if this is going to be a better game. Dylan, how are you? I'm great. I'm uh, enjoying uh, the holiday season here a little bit, uh, uh, but overall great. And uh, thanks for having me on. Of course, absolutely. Now, the Yellow Jackets are 4-3 and three and 0-1 and in the ACC. They last played on December 20th against Delaware State. Has the season gone as expected for you so far? Uh, I, I would say over the last uh, five games or so, they, they're about where I expected them to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you look at the record 4-3 and three, uh, and – really the two losses at the beginning of the season that Georgia state and Mercer really stand out as losses that at this point, Josh Pastner's tenure uh, with the yellow jackets really can't happen. Mm. Uh, he, they have turned it around since then. And a lot of that was thanks to that uh, big winner for Kentucky. I know uh, Wildcats aren't the team that they've been in the past this year, but that was a big boost for the program. Then they got a nice win over uh, Nebraska, uh, Played tough against Florida State, which I, I think I expected them to play tough, but probably didn't have the manpower to really uh, get past the Seminoles. And then they took care of business against uh, uh, two teams in Florida A&M and Delaware State that you they should beat 10 out of 10 times. Uh, right. But uh, after really those first two losses, uh, which are inex- inexcusable uh, by all means, uh, I, I got to say they've played 
pretty good basketball. Uh, and it's interesting because in uh, college football this year, we saw with mm -hmm. uh, like Navy uh, at the beginning of the season against BYU, right. uh, Navy wasn't pra uh, practicing uh, tackling and it came out and it really hurt them in that first game. And right. Josh Pastner was saying that leading up to this regular season that they weren't uh, really doing a lot of uh, hard contact in practice. They're trying to shy away from contact as much as possible. And uh, it, it, since then, it's been a much improved team. Uh, you look at their uh, points a lot per game, it's 77 right now, which is 278th mm -hmm. in the country, so bottom third. But I think in their last six games, uh, it's down to 69.3. Mm -hmm. So we're starting to see a lot more of what has been expected uh, over the last uh, six games or so. I know that's a long-winded answer. <laughs> No, it's all good. It's definitely obvious that teams have started to settle in more. I know for Carolina, our turnovers are egregious. So finally to see those not be as bad, especially not forced turnovers, you know, hoping that these guys kind of get the picture. But we're talking about some preseason hype. We have Garrison Brooks, who was preseason player of the year, but Jose Alvarado certainly had some hype around him. Has he done it for you yet? Or are you still hoping that he has that big game? Uh yeah, Alvarado's had a, uh, I would say, a, a decent start to the season. It feels like he's either dynamite for the Yellow Jackets or he can kind of get lost in the shuffle. It, mm -hmm. it just depends what game. Uh, but, I mean, 16.9 points per game this year, uh, the Yellow Jackets would take uh, any given night. Uh, there has been, I think, one or two games this year he, he has disappeared into that shuffle. Mm -hmm. and, but I, I still think he has another gear in him this season that he's going to be able to take it to another level. Uh, and I mean, when you're already averaging 16.9 points per game, it, it's hard to find that next level, but uh, I still think he's trying to find that consistency. And then yeah. once he finds that consistency this year, I think uh, along with uh, once Michael Devo uh, as well finds his consistency, mm -hmm. this uh, Georgia tech team could be pretty dangerous uh, in ACC play. No doubt. Now let's talk about last year's game. Carolina missed its first 15 shots from the floor in Georgia Tech's 96-83 win at the Smith Center. How can the Yellow Jackets use the heels slow start? Because they're still doing that. They're still starting incredibly slow to their advantage. Yeah, I mean, this uh, Yellow Jackets team, the one thing they have been much improved on this year that we've seen uh, from years past under Josh Pastner is that they are much better offensively. They have uh, I think five guys right now averaging 10 points or more. It may be six, uh, but uh, either way, they're much improved offensively this year. And a lot of that's thanks to that top three of Moses Wright, who's mm -hmm. averaging 19.6 uh, or just under 20. Uh, he has four games of 20 plus. Alvarado, 16.9, and Devo, 13 points this year are their top three. But we have also seen them get off to some slow starts as well this year, mm -hmm. which has hurt them so i think if obviously to use it to their advantage i think offensively they're gonna have to shoot the ball well uh early on in this game which hasn't always been uh, a strength of this team especially from beyond the arc they're still one of the worst teams uh, in college basketball from uh three-point range they're only shooting i think 31 percent this year uh but the one thing they have been good at is forcing turnovers and getting uh, 
more opportunities uh, and possessions, which I think if they could cause quite a bit of turnovers in that in a potential slow start for North Carolina, it may be able to make up for their uh, some of their offensive inabilities in the beginning of the game. It does take them a while, it feels, to get in a rhythm Absolutely. to a point that they uh, feel more confident in uh, their shot selection. No doubt. Now, both teams are looking for their first ACC win of the year. Do you see a repeat performance of last year, or do you think that it's going to be a different group, different mindset? Carolina is clearly not the same team where they don't you know, give up in games. They still have some fight yeah. in them, but Georgia Tech is clearly not the same team of last year either. They have a lot of veteran leadership. Yeah, this I think this is a game where – Obviously, North Carolina is the much more talented team on paper. Right. But I, I, I think this is a game that Georgia Tech could make a statement in of that this is a team that, yes, over the last few years has had these moments where they could beat a North Carolina, could beat a Duke, a Florida State, a Notre Dame, but they've yet to been able to put it all together. And outside their loss to Florida State, this five-game run they've been on it has been pretty strong. And getting a win over a North Carolina program, whether it is a strong team or a more of a team like they have this year, is still a win that you could hang your hat on and use for momentum building. That being said, I, I think a lot of this is going to come down to just who is going to turn over the ball fewer, a lot like uh, football. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I just – Georgia Tech, while they have been forcing a lot of turnovers, they have been turning the turnover the ball a lot, quite a bit themselves. And it, I think it's going to come down to that as well as who's able to hit uh, more shots uh, from beyond the arc. Yeah. Because uh, if Georgia Tech struggles there and North Carolina even gets four or five more three pointers than uh, Georgia Tech, uh, it, that's an easy way for a game to go from one possession to. Uh, 10 12 points right uh right now i'm feeling north carolina is probably going to win this one i i'm not sure why exactly i'm feeling that it's just my gut feeling mm -hmm. uh, I, I feel like they're probably a little bit deeper than this georgia tech team uh the jackets have uh really coming off the bench jordan usher and bubba parham mm -hmm. uh which they're both averaging 10 points but after that it's kind of a strong dip uh until the next uh in terms of talent and, and uh, production uh so if georgia tech gets into a game where they have to go to the bench more than they usually need to i i'm concerned if they can hold on in this game with north carolina because uh, north carolina's depth is much uh better i'd say than uh the l jackets nice now not last question before i get you out of here you know we talk about staple wins you talk about georgia tech beating yeah. a carolina type team does this help the coaches seat less warm does beating a team like carolina yeah. you're like okay this is a this is a win that we can put our hat on we can figure out because you know, a lot of times i always talk about carolina assuming that because they are unc they assume they're great and yeah. nobody's going to want to beat them and i'm like people like a georgia tech want to beat you like that helps yeah. people save jobs that helps guys feel good about their careers that's the, that's always in the highlight reel when you play go up against the Carolina yeah no I in terms of Josh Pastner this year he's in a very tough spot uh because 
if this was a perfect season in which we had no pandemic, nothing right. to worry about like that, this would have been a season in which Passner entered the season probably having to make the NCAA tournament to save his job. Uh, and who knows what the NCAA tournament is going to look like at the end of this year uh, with everything going on. Yeah. Um, now, a win over North Carolina would certainly help his case going forward. I think it would instill a little bit more confidence in him and the team from a fan perspective. Uh, but at the end of the day, I still think he's in a situation where he needs to get at least two or three of these wins this year and make the tournament still to be, feel pretty safe about his job. Now, who knows? Maybe the whole pandemic kind of cools down his seat right now mm -hmm. uh, since, you know, loss of money across the country and athletics. Right. Uh, but it, it would be a starting point for him. Uh, but there would still be a long way to go for him, I think, especially for the, from the fans uh, to have his seat cool down. No doubt. Well, I really appreciate your time and your insight. Can you please remind folks of where they can find you and follow your work? Sure. You can find me on uh, Twitter at DylanCC Sports. And then uh, for my Georgia Tech stuff, you can find me at yellowjackedup.com. Awesome. Well, Dylan, I thank you so much for your time and good luck to you and your team at the rest of the season. Thank you. You as well. Appreciate Dylan for coming on the show. More importantly, for giving his insights. It's just always great to hear what the other side thinks, how they see their team and their vision. It's always interesting how at the end of the day, we're all just trying to figure it out. The ACC is a very solid conference and any given day, anybody is able to win and beat your team. So hopefully Carolina does the things that I mentioned in segment one. Hopefully Georgia Tech you know, somehow goes to sleep <laughs> and Jose Alvarado and company just don't quite get it done. But we'll, we'll have to see, you know, we'll certainly have to see on this one. Now, when we get to the football side of things, let's talk Orange Bowl a little bit more. Reminding you guys when we're playing, what you guys have to look forward to, all that good stuff next year on Locked on Tar Heels. Now, are you ready for football? Cool. But even more importantly, if you're ready to bet on basketball for this season, make sure you head over to the only place that has you covered and one place that I have truly trusted, and that's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. Right? NFL games, college basketball, college football, they've got you covered. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use promo code locked on to receive 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Wednesdays on Locked on NFL take a dive into the future of your favorite NFL franchises. Tony Wiggins and James Rapian are joined every week by Locked on Draft expert to talk prospects in the upcoming draft and young NFL players fresh in the league. Did your team have a big rookie performance this week or are they shaping up to have a premier draft pick in the 2021 draft? Get everything you need Wednesdays on Locked on NFL. Subscribe to Locked on NFL every, wherever you get your podcasts. As I mentioned, the Orange Bowl is Saturday. We are excited because Friday I'm giving you your five key observations, our final five key observations for the year. I cannot believe we have made it to the end of football season. It's wild to think that we are no longer going to have football to talk about, you know, in terms of games, but 
We got to talk about recruiting, got to talk about spring ball, all those things. But still, it's been one hell of a ride. I can't believe they played through a pandemic, but alas, here we are. So make sure you guys are gearing up with me throughout the week. I'm going to give you five episodes because that's just how we get down here, right? Saturday, January 2nd at 8 p.m. We are in Hard Rock Stadium in Miami Gardens, Florida. We are going to support our heels. Whoever we've got going, whoever we're showing up, Sam Howell and company, they're ready to do this thing. Daz Newsom said he's a baller. He's ready to play. So we're just going to support our heels and however we can do that. Now we're going up against a formidable opponent, Texas A&M. As you know, the Aggies are representing the SEC. They are fifth in the college football playoffs, they are coming for vengeance. They want to let everybody know who they are, why they deserve to be in the college football playoffs. But I hate it had to be us, yet I feel like we can do it. I feel like we can have them have several seats and put ourselves on the stage of being great. So we'll have to look forward to that. Again, Friday, we've got our five key observations, final five key observations for the year. Make sure you guys come back for that. I look forward to bringing them to you. Have a great, again, hump day. Make sure you get those resolutions ready. Stay smart and safe out there. Wear your mask. And as always, go Heels.